0: Coming up, the Cougars are in bounce-back mode as BYU this week battles the Badgers at Wisconsin. We preview the game with Kalani, cornerbacks Coach General gilford and linebacker Zane Anderson as BYU football at Kalani's Satake starts now. All right, let's it go! Find this guy! Touchdown! Hill.
1: Ty definitely. waiting, waiting, here's the pass,
0: touchdown! Toss to Luke, Luke on the sideline to the plate, 2 gonna go! Touchdown, BYU! Ball comes loose, picked up, it's a scoop, and a score! That throws to a man wide open back of the end zone, caught for a two-point conversion. It's a fumble putt, and the covers have it, and a turn to the better. This is BYU Football with Kalani Satake, presented by right. Intermountain right. Healthcare. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. We welcome you in to Studio C at BYU TV for edition number three of the Satake Show. We invite you to join tonight's conversation as well by submitting questions for Kalani, Zane Anderson, and Gennaro Guilford using Twitter, hashtag Satake Show, as well as Facebook and Instagram on the BYU TV sports accounts. And to get the show underway, just off the practice field, say hello to head coach Kalani Satake. Kalani, good right. to see you once again. Right, thanks you guys. Now uh, the hat is back.
1: Yeah, it is. It's a little dirty, but uh, yeah, I, I didn't feel right without it, so I'm glad it's back. The royal hat. How about game day? Yeah, I'll probably be back game day. All right. Could, this Saturday be a good one. to Bust out the hat. A day game, you know. So. Bring the hat luck back. Yeah. All
0: right. right. You guys are you guys are looking ahead to Wisconsin, not mm-hmm. doing a lot of looking back right now. But I know that uh, when you look back to Saturday for for a brief moment, you probably felt you had a team that you thought would uh, would and could win that game, and it didn't mm-hmm. work out. Uh, the way you anticipated. Uh, scored 18, lost 21-18. to 18. Uh, Any thoughts a few days later that are different than what you had post-game?
1: Um, a little bit. I mean, I, I, was, I was pleased with how the guys played, just not really happy with the outcome. I don't think any of us are, but uh, there's a lot of good things to learn from, and um, yeah, just just, uh, just really difficult for us to overcome the mistakes that we made. And, um, you know, we're trying to, trying to eliminate the, the big mistakes and then uh, keep playing hard, and I think we'll be able to be in a good position, but uh, overall, uh, nobody's happy with the loss, but we got to move on and, and learn from it and get to, the next, get to the next game.
0: Let's take a look at how Saturday's game unfolded at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. BYU and Cal Saturday night in Provo. It's a scoreless game uh, late in the first quarter when Cal opens up uh, on top. They had to convert a fourth down in the drive, which they do right there. And then it was Patrick Laird out of the backfield.
1: Yeah, difficult uh, coverage. Uh, Butch got undercut. Uh, running back, you see here, came underneath him. Put him in bad position and uh, and made, they made a great play. And that's uh, something that you know Butcher's got to cover him by himself.
0: First field goal as a BYU Cougar for Skylar Southam. Put you yeah, on the board.
1: First of many, he's, he's only a freshman, so and he's got a great leg, so we're looking forward to him kicking more field goals for us.
0: Cal's up four.
1: Yeah, this and, is a, uh, a it's a of coverage that's on
0: on the far sideline for kind of by Noah.
1: Yeah, and and um, was in a bad position there and and cost us a big play. But he's in good position here because he's running hard and <laughs> plays hard. And, uh, you know, he's always on punt team. He's the first one down. And so this just happens. He's just always hustling to the ball. And there you see him right there scoop and score. And, uh, and as well as the other white jerseys that are hustling to the ball. That You can overcome some mistakes when you, when you hustle.
0: Big hit by a Butch. On that play, and then Isaiah Kafusi gets his first INT as a Cougar.
1: Yeah, and I think he would have gone further. The, the receiver got pushed out of bounds and surprised him by coming back and making the tackle. And so, uh, yeah, he drifted out. That's actually not a legal play for him to make if he went out on his own, but rest missed that one.
0: Mm. <laughs> and then a yeah, nice play a great... on the far side. This was not reviewed, but it, uh, it, it was a bang-bang play at the sideline to get a toe down if he did get it in. Great
1: catch. I mean, yeah, that's a yeah. uh, –
0: Calling it live, I thought it was good, but uh, they didn't actually give it, get it to video review at that point. It's 14-10, uh, to 10, BYU within four, when uh, McIlwain there, more running of the quarterbacks, uh, who had a nice night, scores to make it a, a two-score game.
1: Yeah, and then here's another example of how, how much uh, how hard dime plays. And Usually guys that, that muff a punt like that can get jump back on there, their, especially when it's in front of them, but he got there so quickly that he was able to, to take advantage of it, and that's where... Effort won't won't win games, but it helps eliminate a lot of mistakes, and, and uh, that should be a given for us. This was unfortunate with the turnover there. Um, we're in field goal position, but, you know, uh, errant throw and a bad decision. Um, we are able to make the tackle and, and uh, play some defense, but shouldn't be in that position. And then uh, another play, I think it was back-to-back, another yeah. uh, into double coverage, not the best throw for us. So, um, yeah. Can't turn the ball over and make big mistakes against a good team like Cal and expect to overcome it with a uh, you know, with, with little time that we had left.
0: Cougars would rally, and uh, this is the drive that gets you in a position to uh, try an onside kick at the end of the game. And this will be to the goal line for Dylan Colley. And then uh, Braden Elbakry makes a nice throw on the ensuing play to, again, make it interesting and keep it interesting. Two-point conversion would follow. It's a three-point game in the final seconds of this game. And here's the two-point play.
1: Yeah, it's a great job by the offense driving down and getting a score here and, and, and the two-point conversion. Um, but nice uh, you know, we knew we had the three timeouts and we're trying to get the onside's kick anyways. And, you know, trying to, we had some time still. I think you'll see third and third and a couple yards here make that tackle and then uh, they have, we'd use our final timeout and possibly get the ball back where they go for it. Uh, unfortunately, they ran the clock out and um, you know, give credit to Cal. They did a good job. They committed to the run game, and, and uh, you know, we made some mistakes. Didn't help ourselves, and, but uh, pleased with, with defense considering the mistakes that we made, being able to force a couple turnovers. Special teams co-forced one, so we won the turnover battle, but um, just uh, got too deep in the hole in order for us to climb back out.
0: Those game stats presented by Nissan Intelligent Mobility. Now the most exciting tech you own is in your driveway. And uh, you see the rush numbers as part of the stat recap and uh, the game was won and lost on more than than just ground game But uh, uh, Cal ran it very well mm-hmm. and BYU struggled to run the ball on Saturday night.
1: Yeah, and it was the uh, you know the uh, tail of two halves and I think we weren't able to capitalize on some of the yards that we made in the first half and score points and then uh, You know and on defense we couldn't stop the run and, and when we did have opportunities to get off the field we didn't uh, do well enough on third down and fourth down when they converted so Uh, You have to stop the run in in order to create more opportunities for disruption on defense, and we didn't do that well enough
0: And uh, there's the uh, the rush tally Uh, Cal more than doubling up BYU on the ground, and uh, in the second half as BYU's playing catch-up, uh, the run game less of a factor for the Cougars on the night. Uh, Coach, normally turnover margin's a pretty good place to start mm-hmm. when it comes to winning and losing, and you were actually plus one in the margin, three takeaways on the night uh, to the two giveaways, and on this night, the turnover margin wasn't the deciding factor uh, in BYU's favor.
1: No, we were, unfortunately we weren't able to capitalize on the, on the opportunities that we had, you know, um, really no points to show for it, uh, except for the yeah scoop and score here off of the fumble um, and so normally you'd like to take advantage of those and, and uh, you know we'll, we'll keep working hard and I thought uh, defensively being able to hold, hold them to twenty one the sad thing about it is we, we had a, you know missed assignments and bad technique that gave up those two big plays, one really long throw for a touchdown, the other one in the red zone, but uh, we feel like we, we're pretty good in the red zone we should be able to keep them out and force a field goal and so defensively we're looking at ways to, to uh, Cause disruption and, and also to, to help our team win. Um, 21 points, I think. You'd, if you're looking at the old system of the 24, the 21 should be good. But that, I don't think the defense is resting on that. Um, you know, we could have done things to help our team more. And uh, offensively, I know that they're really uh, disappointed about how they went three and out and and the, the just bad timing. They went three and out, three and out, kind of like what happened with Arizona. it just reverse for us, you know. And um, and then Cal just kept grinding the clock and. And using the run game and then uh, we couldn't get them get them off it fast enough and then we ran out of time when we were trying to mount a comeback and that's um, Some difficult things, but I, I think uh, You know we can hang our hat on the guys that never gave up and they keep believing and uh, we lost a close one, you know, but um, I think our, our guys just know that, that that's something that's a game. That we'd like to have back Unfortunately, you can't you got to move on to the next one. We got a difficult game coming up and um, Against this team. That's a top five team. We you know, and, and a, a potential playoff contender It'd be uh, good for us to show up and, and uh, minimize our mistakes, but keep playing hard and see what happens in Madison.
0: All right, BYU 1-1 one and one as the Cougs go to Wisconsin. For your day-to-day Cougar sports play-by-play, watch BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Weekdays at noon Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. When we come back, i look ahead to this week's Midwestern matinee in Madison. BYU football with Kalani talking. BYU Football with Kalani Sitake is brought to you by Intermountain Healthcare, healing for life, and by Nissan. Innovation that excites. We are back for more BYU Football with Kalani Sitake, the one and one Cougars visiting the 2-0 and sixth-ranked Wisconsin badgers. That means a meeting in Madison with Heisman Trophy candidate, and some would say, some would argue, Heisman Trophy leading candidate right now, the great running back, Jonathan Taylor, number 23 for the Badgers.
1: Yeah, great player, and um, you know, we saw him last year. He's a, he's a bigger, and uh, I think he's a, um, like a veteran now. But um, well, we didn't give up any really big runs. I, I, don't, I think his longest was uh, probably a 13-, 14-yard run, but he's got so much ability, and he's got some big horses in front of him. So uh, he's just – he breaks tackles, and we're going to have to be on top of everything with our defense. You know, last year we 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 knew they're a physical team. That's what they're known for traditionally. So uh, we want to see how we match up and how much improvement we've made in a year.
0: As you can see, leads the nation in rushing yardage right now, rushing touchdowns, yards per carry, with guys with a lot of volume. And that second number there—that was as a freshman, almost 2,000 yards. He broke the NCAA record previously set by. Adrian Peterson, who wasn't bad in his day. And so uh, Jonathan Taylor, only a sophomore, is as good as advertised and certainly where Wisconsin will focus offensively. Pretty solid defensively as well, Coach. Uh, 15th right now in yards per game allowed, top 30 in yards per play. Always good to be a linebacker at uh, Wisconsin because you'll be featured and they play really good uh, ball in that part of the field. And out of the two games BYU's played with them in 2013 and 2017, Wisconsin's forced BYU into punts. In more than half the possessions, they're always very, very good.
1: Yeah, and, and it starts with the line of scrimmage for them. You know, on, on uh, defense, they own the line of scrimmage. They they practice against a physical offensive line, and uh, they have some big bodies there. And they're really assignment sound when you look at what they do uh, defensively. They, they uh, you know they are able to even get pressure with a four man rush and sometimes even a three man rush, and they do a lot of different things uh, offensively with their uh, uh, defensively with their packet with their their personnel their blitz package. So. Uh, it will be, it'll be interesting to see how we match up. I, I'm excited for the matchup and excited to see how our guys have improved from last year to now.
0: And these are three of their more prominent names defensively. And, again, linebacker is, is, again, a featured spot with the Badgers always, and Dakota Dixon's one of the best safeties in the country as well. So those are the uh, guys to think about, and uh, we'll be talking about Saturday in Madison for sure. When you play Wisconsin, it's Big Ten football, it's trench warfare, and you appreciate that style of play.
1: Yeah, I think that's going to be, uh, you know, I really believe that can be our niche here at BYU. And uh, when we first got here, we wanted to establish a line of scrimmage. We, we sunk a bunch of scholarships in the front, you know, and, and try to develop our guys. We have guys that were walking around 260, 270 that are now well over 300 and, and holding it well. And, and we felt like we're a stronger program now, even compared to last year. And so we'll just match it up and see what happens. I, I'm excited. I, I know our players are. And uh, not a lot of people give us a lot of chance, so that's a good that's a good feeling to be in too. So we've got nothing to lose, and um, we're gonna have fun with this, you know. And, and uh, really want to see. I think they set the standard when it comes to physical football, and we'll see uh, how we match up and, and, and uh, you know if if we, if we can hang with the big boys.
0: We're only two games into the season, of course. Uh, similar to the team you played last year, or better perhaps. I mean, how, how do you kind of view them?
1: Oh well, yeah, I mean, the, you take a true freshman to now a sophomore. And then uh, they have a bunch of linemen that have had a uh, starting experience. And so I think they had nine guys that have started before, which is crazy. And then just the amount of reps. And, uh, you know, the first two games, they've kind of just run away with them and uh, allowed more guys to get more reps and get more experience. And so, uh, yeah, we're expecting them to be deep and big and strong. And then uh, we'll have to match up with them. It's going to be fun. I, I I look forward to it. Yeah, I know we'll have fans there as many as uh, the, they'll let our fans buy tickets. but. <laughs> yeah they'll show up and really, really thankful that we had our fans here at Lavelle Edwards stadium last weekend. Uh, you know, the, the result wasn't what we wanted, but, um, we, we, we play because our fans give us so much power and they give us so much, uh, motivation. So looking forward to what happens in Madison. And I, uh, yeah, I think BYU's done some good things when they've been huge underdogs and, uh, we'll see what happens.
0: It's going to be an afternoon kickoff in football country in the Midwest. should be a fun afternoon that way.
1: Yeah. Day game. So it's going to be nice, you know, and, and um, yeah, I, th- I think we practice around the same time, so it would be a good matchup.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. Hey, uh, folks, uh, we're it's a football show, obviously, but the BYU women's volleyball team is now ranked number one for the first time in 32 years. Nice. And they play number 24 Utah at home this Thursday. Watch the match at 9 o'clock Eastern on BYU TV. And good luck. Cougars number one in the nation. Eight no, They've already got three wins over top 25 teams looking to make it a fourth this week. Fantastic. All right. As we head to break, we want you to know that you can enjoy a full hot breakfast buffet. Dinner Monday through Wednesday. A kitchen and a large grassy backyard along the Provo River Trail. All at the residence in Marriott in Provo. After the break, Kalani taking your questions from our studio audience and social media. This is BYU Football with Kalani Sitake. Cougars in the NFL. Fred Warner, 12 tackles and forced fumble for the 49ers in his starting NFL debut. That was fantastic. Uh, Kyle Van Noy, three uh, tackles for the Patriots. Ziggy Ansah played well early, then got dinged and had to leave the game. And then Jamal Williams is your starting running back for the Green Bay Packers. Welcome back to BYU Football with Kalani Sitake. And, uh, Coach, those guys are four pretty good ones to have uh, flying the Cougar flag in the league right now.
1: They're doing a great job, and I'm really proud of Fred. Um... He's having a lot of fun on the field. You see he's the same guy, and, and I told all the scouts that he'd be a special one, so hopefully they'll listen this year.
0: <laughs> he's been just that for them. Yep. Fans, use the hashtag Satake Show on Twitter and comment on the BYU TV Sports Facebook and Instagram pages for a chance to see your question asked during our Q&A session, which begins right now here in Studio C. Let's uh, start with our audience, and uh, Brenton Farrell is at the mic for Coach Satake. Hello, Brenton.
2: Hey coach. Um, I personally think it's a little too early to start panicking this season, but I wanted to know if there's a possibility of seeing Wilson at quarterback, not as a replacement for Tanner, but maybe just to give Wisconsin or some of the future teams a different look.
1: Um, well, every, every position is uh, always evaluated, you know, so, uh, the quarterback's no different, but, uh, you know, we, we had a competition earlier and not saying that things can't be adjusted, but that's every position. And then, and, uh, I think when you're looking at um, position, if you're looking at even, even ch- changing, uh, uh, even a D-tackle or something like that, you have to kind of give them a, an honest evaluation and whatever they're, they're at fault, they can fix. But if some, so, there's something that they're getting blamed for that's really not their issue, then uh, I think that makes things a little different, you know. And uh, I know that there's a lot of people that have questions on different things. Trust me, we evaluate every position and we beat Arizona and we did the same thing in every position there and look at what different matchups this week's a little different, you know, going against uh, Wisconsin's a different type of week and different opponent. So every week's going to be a different deal and it's not going to be an easy adjustment, but, uh, you know, we're always looking to get us in the best position to win games.
0: Brenton. Thanks. Uh, from social media at BYU Coug 32 asking Kalani, what do you feel the number one thing the offense needs to improve on from Cal is
1: just to, just to sustain drives, you know, um, We had a a lot of mistakes on the field, Uh, obviously you had some really bad ones with the turnovers but you had some mistakes on the field, um, whether you look at uh, routes or drops or missed assignments and blocks, Um, and those all, um, they all attribute to to drives being being stalled, you know, so uh, in order to sustain drives we need to be more efficient as an offense, meaning that everyone's got to do their job. And we had to trust everybody to do, it, to do their job. And we had way too many breakdowns um, that didn't really help us. Uh, and, and, and sometimes if, if someone breaks down, they, someone else is trying to do too much, and that's not what you do. You just do your job. And that's really on every position on the football field. And everyone does their one eleventh, and we should be in a good position. Uh, you, we just can't miss assignments and can't miss coverages and things like that. Otherwise, we put ourselves in a bad position. That's, that's on us coaches, so we need to make sure we do a better job of that.
0: Okay, Uh, back to our live studio audience, and Steve Marks is at the mic. Hello, Steve.
1: Hey, how you doing? Good. Thanks. i uh, a question. Trevor Maddich was on Sports Nation on Monday. He brought up a good point. made me wonder. He, he talked about uh, Tanner was throwing a lot of times waiting for an open receiver and then throwing it, and it took a lot of time and threw not necessarily right out the receivers. Uh, and he thought about, you know, trying to throw it right to the spot like they used to do back in the mid-'80s. I know they'd go through and they'd do those square-out routes, and the ball would be there almost as soon as the court, uh, receivers turned around. Donald, I don't see too much of that, but are we looking at that at all? Yeah, we do that. I mean, that's I, I think it's hard to to judge everything on a couple routes or a couple of times, you know, and you have to factor the pressure and different things. like that. But uh, the offense that we're running is is, is timing routes and uh, being able to get quick throws but also with a play action and everything. There, there's a rhyme and reason to everything, and so I think it's – it 's tough to just generalize everything and say, "Well, we should do all these type of routes we We are doing those, you know what I mean, and you have to give credit to the to the pass rush and also to um, if we 're missing assignments on our blocks you know so that that has a factor into it too, but um, I think it 's harder to judge everything on one or two plays we 're looking at the entire game and and being able to sustain drives and, and I, the a lot of the the issues, whether you blame it on scheme or, or whatever it is' it 's easy to make those assumptions when. You're not looking at the total, the the all 11 guys on the field and and what they're contributing to the lack of of plays made or uh, if they are making plays. And the Arizona game, we made more plays. No one was questioning the scheme or the throws and all that stuff. And then now we lost the game by three and and got in a a hole. And now everyone's questioning some of the things. And so what I need to do as a head coach is what's really valid and, and what has merit and what doesn't. And then we factor all that stuff in.
0: Okay uh, back to social media, not actually a question from at Cougar, but a comment the comment is very simple, and the comment is, "Love you, coach, and I know that you love the fans
1: yeah, is that from my wife or i, I don 't think so
0: <laughs> unless she 's at inkedcougar on uh, oh, no. on twitter no. but, uh,
1: hey i love the fa- I love the fans because I am one so um, and, and, and uh, I just can't, i can 't express to, to everyone how much how, how, um, how much we feel about the, our fan base you know and and when I look in, in the decisions that I make as a head coach, whether who's who to play and all those things, and um, and who's coaching all that stuff, it, I, I factor in players and fans. They're up there, you know. So uh, hopefully, they're not every fan's going to agree with me. That's okay. I'm not hard to find, you know. Where there's food, I'm usually there. So, and I'm and I'm, I'm not, and I understand some of the complaints, and I understand some of the the excitement. Um, yeah, I, I want us. The goal, I said it before, over and over again, that the goal is so everyone can be unified in excitement and 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 cheering. So that's what I, that's what I aim to do. And 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 I, I obviously, didn't work out last week, but I thought we had a chance, and, and uh, we just didn't help ourselves there. And hopefully, we can uh, give us give us a better chance this weekend.
0: Okay, studio audience question once again from Roger Bell. Roger's at the mic. Hello,
2: hello. Hey, coach. By the way, we do think the world of you. Thank so, you. <laughs> uh,
3: but just what what do you and your staff do now? Um, or, or how do you move forward keeping their spirits high and uh, the spirits of your players and their confidence up?
1: Oh, it's another opportunity to play. I, we talked to the team and, um, you know, I, I think it's important that they understand that we love them and, and, uh, and why they're here. You know, I think that we keep talking about all the sacrifices that it took to get them to where they're at. And um to not let the uh you know at the end in the locker room talking about not letting the game uh dictate how they live their life, you know, I thought it was important that they, they hurt and the we lost the game, I get it, you know and, but when they left the locker room, I wanted them to go home, I wanted them to go see their families that are out there waiting for them and, and show them gratitude for them, and that all their hard work paid off for them to represented them well. I thought we played with sportsmanship and class on the field, um we didn't win, but that's okay, you know we. We won in a lot of different ways. I I, I talked to Coach Wilcox on Sunday after the um, day after the game. Really impressed with our team and the way we carried ourselves. And that's that's just as important as how well we played, you know, and how we play the game. And so uh, that's that's. I know it sounds kind of off, and everyone, some teams just want to win, but BYU is different. I think it's important that we represent well on the field, and that we we remember that we represent our families when we're out there. That we play the game with sportsmanship and class. That's really important to us. And um, yeah, so after the game, I, they had roles. These guys have roles to, as, as some of them, husbands and fathers and sons, you know, to go out there and meet their families and enjoy them and laugh. It's okay to laugh. And so we had, you know, we're, we're trying to, I told our team that, uh, on Monday that it, to remember what they get to do, you know, and, and how, how fortunate they are. And in order for you to, to do that, that, one way of showing gratitude is to get out there and have fun. And, uh, and sometimes smile when it's the hardest. What we can't do is let a loss uh, carry over and, and affect how our preparation is going to be for this next game. Just like you can't let a win carry over and affect how you prepare for the, that next game the next week. And so um, that sometimes is a, is a growing process, but my job as a head coach is to remind them not to get too high and not to get too low and stay humble always and, and stay hungry.
0: Okay, thank you for that. And uh, from social media for coach, uh, hashtag Satake Show from at. Popo Natui, and the question is: With two days of prep before facing Wisconsin, uh, before you guys leave town at least, uh, what are you most excited about in looking forward to this Saturday in Madison?
1: Yeah, it's a big-time team. I mean, th- these guys are ranked in the top ten. A lot of people think that they're the, they're the favorites to win the Big Ten. Um, it's a it's a tough team that's physical, and so we're a huge underdogs, and and I like that. It's okay, <laughs> you know. So I think that there's some things that we can bring to the table. Uh, they beat us pretty good last last year we 're forty to six you know and um, you know we want to see I, I know we have guys that have worked extremely hard i mentioned this before in in the previous two shows that we 've worked really hard in the off season and now is a chance to go up against a a, a big time perennial power that we really admire and, and want to have our program have that type of tradition, especially at the line of scrimmage so uh, we 'll we'll see what we got this this weekend and uh, we 've got nothing to lose man so let 's just let loose have fun and enjoy wisconsin you know get out there and eat some food and play and and uh, smash some helmets and see what happens at the scoreboard at the end of it
0: in our next segment we've got zane anderson joining us here in studio here's a guy playing his senior season uh, playing a new position and playing pretty well to start the year i think
1: yeah and tons of speed and he's really shy i'm surprised we got him to come on the show <laughs> We're see we can get out of him <laughs> he might just nod yes and no but uh, he's a really shy great young man um love having him on the team voted as a captain by his peers you know on the team and um and i think it's more than just he doesn't speak much but he works extremely hard and that's that's uh sometimes just being a good example is the best way to be a leader
0: we hope the zane speaks a little coming up uh wednesdays ask Asking
1: good questions (laughs) yeah
0: wednesdays at eight eastern on byu radio get better acquainted with cougars past and present on behind the mic a weekly hour of in-depth conversations, Wednesdays, 8 o'clock Eastern Time on BYU Radio. Former Cougar safety Andrew Rich is on tomorrow night's show. Zane Anderson's coming up next. This is BYU Football with Kalani Sitake. <laughs> Welcome back to BYU Football with Kalani Sitake, presented by Intermountain Healthcare. Time now to meet our first special guest on tonight's show. He's a senior linebacker. He's got it covered from Z to A. He is Zane Anderson. Zane, good to have you with us. How you doing? So uh, you played at the Stansbury High School out near Tooele. Uh, were you born in Utah? You Utah kid your whole way, or?
2: Yeah. So I was born in Salt Lake City. Um, then I, when I was a young kid, I moved out to Stansbury Park and uh, lived there for all the way up to here. So
0: now Stansbury High School was a pretty new high school. When you started playing for them, wasn't it?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was built in like 2010, and so I got there in 2012, and so. Yeah, it's, it's a newer high school. That's that's why not too many people know about it. But
1: try to put him on the map.
0: Hey, uh Kalani, when did you first become acquainted with Zane?
1: I knew Zane when he was in high school and, and I recruited the school and um, when you were at Utah? Yep. Yep. When I was there and I, and uh yeah, I'm glad he, he ended up at BYU. But he's uh had tons of speed, um big time track athlete, hundred meters, and um, you know, his, his speed shows on the field and, and he He's a great teammate, and I saw that when and Stan Stansbury, and I, I see that now as he's voted captain by his, you know, by his peers, and he's he's doing a great job. He he runs extremely hard, and he plays well, and got stronger, gained a little bit of weight, you know, for this position, and uh, was really happy to do it as, as a guy that's been a starting safety to sacrifice and, and move to a position that would be really hard for him to play. He did it for the team, and and uh, that, that I think everyone uh, just applauds him for for how unselfish he is.
0: Talk about your position switch here in a bit, Zane. Did you always want to play college ball?
2: Yeah, uh, ever since I was a kid back in Stansbury. Ever since I, so I started playing football when I was eight years old. And um, so ever since then, that was the dream. And um, as high school came on, um, it kind of started to become more of like, okay, this is for real. And then um, high school happened. I was committed to Utah State for a little bit. He was recruiting me at Utah. It was kind of a little truffle who I should choose. And, um, <laughs> Did
0: you have a favorite school growing up?
2: Uh, I, to be honest, like, I'll be honest here, Utah, growing up, I had season tickets and stuff, like, my aunt was in the Crimson Club and <laughs> stuff, and so I was a Utah fan, but then they came by and stuff, I didn't end up getting an offer and stuff, so I was just like, no way, I'm going to BYU, um, so I decommitted from Utah State, um, came up here, I knew this was a place for me, um, just everything that BYU holds, um, I knew it was a place where I needed to be, and, um, it's been a great experience so far.
0: Were you track in addition to football at high school as well? What's you that? Run, you you run track?
2: Um, yeah, I did in high school. And what did you run? Um, I ran the 100 meter, 200, and some relays, 4x1 and the medley.
0: And some state championships along with that?
2: Yeah, um, my senior year I I took state in all of them. So
0: <laughs> Yeah, <I> just <laughs> had <have> to That's <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun. What was your best 100 time?
2: Uh, I ran a 10.6, 10, 10.67, 10, I think.
1: Something like that.
0: Uh, you can you can work with that, can't you, Kalani?
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's just... I mean, he's being really humble because he wasn't going to mention it. That's why you did it. And uh, that was the most humble way of saying I'm really fast. And he just, I took state in all of it.
0: You have switched positions from mm-hmm. uh, safety uh, to linebackers. So I joke with Ed Lamb all the time because when, when Ed switched positions, he just took you with him, I guess. Yeah,
2: he took me. <laughs> he, he told me he would switch linebackers, and he's like, um, he's like, do you want to switch? He's like, I want to see you there too. And I was like, all right. <laughs> Not, it helps the team. I'll
0: yeah. do it. I'm not sure how many state 100-meter champions end up as linebackers, but Kalani Zane is is the kind of guy that can do it.
1: Yeah, and he's he's got and he's got great instincts. So he's uh, he has tons of speed. He can play safety. He really could play any position. He's really smart. Um, he's super shy, but the guy understands football and he has great instincts. And uh, when you have speed like that and you have toughness, I mean, he, he he's a little bit lighter than than Fred, but faster, right? And and so. I think he's gaining more weight and gaining more, more muscle mass, but I think he's a guy that's next-level guy. He, you know, he'll have plenty of opportunities, and um, I think people want to see him at a will backer. And Nick, everyone in the NFL is going towards that nickel backer that can cover, and he fits the ball. That's why we moved him at that position, and we don't have to change personnel groups because we can have him out there cover receiver, cover tight end, and, and physical enough to get in the line of scrimmage with the O-line.
0: We're going to see some of your Cal video here. Uh, game high, 12 tackles against California on the weekend for Zane Anderson right here, including a tackle for loss. In fact, the linebackers accounted for three TFLs. Sione uh, had a couple, and there's uh, Zane Anderson's tackle for loss against Cal on the weekend. And uh, is, is there a part of your game that, uh, that brings you the most joy, uh, as Zane when doing your job? Um.
2: I love making tackles, but I love being in coverage too. I think as a linebacker, some slots, or someone will see me and like, oh, I've got this guy as a linebacker. But um, having safety experience and stuff really helps with that in my pass coverage. So,
0: so when it comes to uh, when it comes to either learning how to hit or being a better hitter, how how important is that to you?
2: Oh, it's really important. That's something that I had to really um, take on throughout fall camp, and I'm still working on now. Is um, just really engaging with linemen with tight ends, and um, it's, it's a really big part of the game and something
0: that I've had to work on. And Kalani, how's he coming along with that, do you think?
1: Oh, he's doing great, and he never comes off the field. He's on all the special teams, and uh, that's going to be you know, his, his deal, getting into the uh, next, next level. I think he's going to be able to be on the field quite a bit. It's hard to get this guy off the field. I think if he, if he could, he'd like to play offense too. So <laughs> uh, he has a motor, and he just runs all night. So I, I love having him on the team.
0: Have you ever pitched yourself as an offensive player to any of these coaches?
2: <laughs> I haven't. Sometimes I'm warming up and stuff, trying to catch and stuff. I'm like, oh, did you see that? Nah, no, nothing too much. Hasn't gone anywhere yet.
0: <laughs> you believe you're already a senior, by the way?
2: No, it's crazy. It's really flown by. And, um just really trying to take it all
0: in. So this is my last year, and I'm um, really excited. Yeah, we're going to take in some questions for Zane coming up next. If you're looking for an even more convenient way to shop at Smith's, try Smith's ClickList, order online, then pick up Curbside at the store. Visit smithsfoodanddrug.com for details. After the break, your questions for Zane Anderson. This is BYU Football with Kalani Sitake. BYU Football with Kalani Sitake is brought to you by Intermountain Healthcare. Healing for life. BYU linebacker and team captain Zane Anderson, our guest here in studio. Say Q&A time for Zane. and We start right here in our live studio audience. We have Nathan Curtis at the mic. Hello, Nathan. Hello. Um,
1: my, my question is for
0: coach, also for Zane. Um, I know you want to treat every
2: game pretty much the same, but when facing a, an opponent opponent as good as Wisconsin is this year, does that alter maybe the energy or how you're approaching your practices? Um, I, I don't know. I feel like we take every game as it is. Um, obviously, Wisconsin is a really great team. Um, but coming off a loss, um, I think we're really motivated. And I think, as a team should be, it's just really motivated to get back on track. It um, doesn't matter who it is. And, um, now we're really excited for this week. It's going to be a great challenge.
1: I think for me it's just the uh... – we knew we didn't play a great game, and we still had an opportunity to win and so it's like we just want to be able to get in a position where we play probably as clean as we can and what better time than, than a team that's ranked and undefeated and, and you know a favorite to go into, into the playoffs and also and win their conference and, a, and has a Heisman candidate. So I think it's, a, it's, a great, it's great timing for me as a coach because these guys will be ready for that game It'll be a packed house and we'll have some blue there too.
0: Question from at Kev Farns on social media. Zane can take a run at this one. How does BYU shock the world on Saturday?
2: Um, we come in and uh, make fix our mistakes from last week. Like Coach said, uh, we weren't playing our game, um, and uh, we, play, we play how we play. Um, obviously, they're a great team and stuff, but if we worry about us and worry about the task at hand, um, I think we'll
0: be all right. Okay, and right back to social media for at Caleb underscore Lemming. Zane, what did it mean to you being named a team captain for this year?
2: Oh, it means so much. Um, having your teammates um, vote on you and stuff is uh, probably one of the coolest things that's happened to me here at BYU, um, that your teammates look at you as a captain, as a leader. Um, so it's been a really cool experience. Um, like Coach says, I'm, I'm, I'm not one to say much, but um, <laughs> I feel like I try to lead by example. Um, and uh, seeing that my work just kind of pay off and stuff, and um, it's been really cool. So I'm really excited
0: to handle that role. And what are what are uh, Zane's captain characteristics? The way you see them,
1: he's going to always work harder than anybody else, and he's he's going to put in extra work. His teammates recognize it. Um, he's a he's a self-made person, but it, it, he's he's got that uh, that attitude. I think he he should be really proud of himself, but his his family should be really proud of what he's done because he's a he represents them really well, and he works hard, and uh, he's going to have a great life and. Somebody should mar- try to marry this guy because he's, he's a good catch, you know. And great football player, but, and, and he's going to have a degree and a great student, but his work ethic is, is one of a kind, and it's a pleasure to have him. And, and look at what happened. He doesn't say much, but his teammates honor him by making him a captain because of how hard he works. And It's so, it's so, it's so evident, by the way, what, how he carries himself and how he lives his life. Well, he said enough tonight.
0: Zane, you did really well. <laughs> Thanks for coming in. We appreciate it. You're welcome to stick around for our next segment. Really All right, that's Zane it. Anderson, folks. Zane Anderson with us tonight. Thank you very much. All right, Mondays at 1 o'clock Eastern, we talk with the BYU football coordinators on the Coordinator's Corner with Jeff Grimes, Elisa Tuiaki, and Ed Lamb. Mondays 1 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. After the break, Gennaro Guilford joining us in studio as BYU football with Kalani Satake
1: continues. Dian junior defensive back. Favorite movie, I Am Legend. Favorite non-BYE sports team. Lakers, uh, Bucket Leaf for a place
2: to go. Uh, Canada, favorite music group, Migos. Favorite food,
1: Cassava leaves. Would you rather sing or dance? Dance. Uh, Beach or mountains? Mountains. Favorite TV show? Uh, hey Arnold. Favorite non football hobby? <laughs> collecting rocks. <laughs> favorite athlete? LeBron James. Biggest fear? Heights. Favorite superhero? Black Panther? Michael LeBron. LeBron James, all the way. Favorite coach? Preston Hadley.
0: <laughs> all right, that is our 40-second play clock. Welcome back to BYU Football with Kalani Isatake, presented by Intermountain Healthcare. Uh, Diane Gamola's got a little personality to him, doesn't he?
1: He does, yeah. he's uh, that, that's, that's the most. I didn't think he was going to be able to do that <laughs> 40 seconds. He almost messed up on, on the reading part, the questions.
0: He did all right. He did, he did okay. He did good. He did good. Did good. Well, good. Uh, as a BYU player, He hit double digits in career interceptions and earned first-team all-conference honors at corner. Now in his third year as the cornerback's coach, he's now helping players to hopefully become as good as he was in a BYU uniform. Please welcome in Coach Gennaro Guilford tonight. (laughs) All right, let's go
3: go back in the past. Who or what originally got you to BYU? Originally? Oh, man, that's a great question. Um, You know what? Um, Coach Kalani actually did, did something um, a few weeks ago, um, asking everybody to, to find your why um, about why you're here and um, do the things that you do. And uh, somebody that played a major, a major part in to getting him here and stuff was Lavelle Edwards. Um, so as soon as he started, it, it, made, me, it made me start to think, um, what, what made me choose BYU, you know? Um, You know, coming from L.A., um, being a non-member and stuff like that. Um, And my mom is a religious woman, and his why was my why as well. Um, Lavelle Edwards was able to come into my house um, and persuade my mom. Um, And I had offers to go other places, um, but when Lavelle left left my house, um, my mom flat out told me, and she said, I think I found the place that you need to be, regardless. Um, and my sister's five years older than me. She got a track scholarship to LSU, um, so she went down south. Um, you know, I, I took trips to other places. Um, and the night of signing day, my mom told me, she said, you know what, son, just pray on it, and I hope you make the right decision. She said, um, I prayed on it. Um, and I knew that she, where, where, where she wanted me to go. You know, and um, like Kalani tells all of our recruits, and, and all of our parents, if you listen to your parents you'll you'll never make the wrong decision. Um, so the things that he 's telling all the recruits and all of our players um, it kind of touched me because I'm like, well, my, oh man, the things that he's saying are, the, are, are is the path that I took to get here as far as listening to your parents and stuff like that, because I, I knew my mom would never steer me um, in the, the the wrong direction so um of course, I prayed on it, and um that's what got me here. Is the, 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 his same why is, is my why. Lavelle was, was, was able to come in my mom's house and uh, persuade a, a, a single black mom, non-member, into getting her son here knowing that i will be in, in great hands and they was going to take me in like family. So that's my why. Mm.
0: And ultimately it became your decision too. And, Absolutely. And once you made it and you made it through BYU and your career co- concluded, do you feel like it was everything you hoped it would be?
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, if I had the choice, choice to do it again, I'd do it 100 times.
0: Okay. Now, one of the great moments from Gennaro's BYU career as a player, and there were a lot of good ones, is one that comes up maybe quite a bit with you. I'm not sure. It was the, it was the Utah game in, uh, in, in 2001. And there it is. That is the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was the deal sealer. Uh, some say you got to get down as quickly as possible, and you were like, I'm not having that necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. I
3: was, I was, I was mad I didn't score. Um, <laughs> but we did win the game, so.
0: W- was that, I mean, that, that's a great moment. Was that like the moment for you when you look back on your BYU career? Were there other things you looked to?
3: Um, there was other things, like playing, playing as a true freshman, um, uh, you know, playing, playing with guys like the Brian Grays and the, and the Hashi Robinson, and, you know, just seeing guys like Kalani play as, as, a, as a youngster. You know, and, and finally getting my moment, and I think I got my red shirt pulled when I was in game four or five, and Coach just threw me in, and um, it, it was against UNLV. I, I still remember, you know, the exact game in the fourth quarter being able to play a little bit. Um, then from then on, you know, Coach always put me in the game, well, you know. So the rest was history.
0: There were lots to look to. Have you ever heard a louder stadium moment than that than one we just had uh, against Utah? It
3: was pretty, it got pretty crazy. Honestly, um, I didn't even hear anything. It was just, um, <laughs> That year, I dropped a few picks, you know. To be honest with you, I dropped two or three. So, as soon as I seen the ball in my head, I was like, no, nah, I'm not dropping this one. This, I, this one, I for sure, I can't drop. So. You were zoning <laughs> everything out at that yeah, point. Yeah, I, I really was. So. Yeah.
0: Now, Zane, uh, he's not your position coach necessarily, but you've seen his coaching style out there. How would you describe uh, Gennaro's style with the corners?
2: Oh, uh, yeah, I love it. He's just uh, really ecstatic, um, really gets the guys going, and uh, he, he knows his stuff. You know, like he said, he, he produced here at BYU. Um, so I think the guys really trust what he says, and um, he does a really good job with those guys.
0: You have relationships with uh, a number of the coaches on the current staff, right, that go back, uh, back a ways for some of these guys, right?
3: Yeah, absolutely.
0: I think it was uh, Eliza was telling me that you guys maybe
3: played Pop Warner in the same league yes. and, didn't, and didn't know it at the time. Yes, um, so me, Eliza, and uh, Reno, I think we all played on the same Pop Warner team. Um, we all grew up in, in Hawthorne, and we all played, so we started talking about old stories. <laughs> Wait, that's was, my
0: story. Yeah, yeah, so, you know, he,
3: he was like, man, I remember when I was in Pop Warner and then our quarterback traded teams, he went to, like, a red a red and white team. And I'm like, yeah, that's one of my best friends, like, <laughs> brother. I was like, and I said his name, and he was like, yeah, that's him. I'm like, yeah, dude, we both played. <laughs> we both played. And Reno's like, yeah, me too. So um, we're all trying to find, like, the old pictures from, you know, nine years old. Make sure like it's all that. legit, but it sounds yeah, like it. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, you've got a good group of defensive backs right now. You're working with at corner and, and a lot of young guys too. I think there's a, there was a point Saturday where we might have had two redshirt freshmen on opposite corners. I you know you're playing four redshirt freshmen right now at some point, aren't you?
3: Yes, yes, absolutely. Um,
0: now Shelton and Wilcox, we know, but then these are the younger guys. I think people are going to get to know over mm-hmm. time, right? What can yes. you tell
3: us about this about this group? Um, going from left to right, um, D'Angelo, you know, he's um, more he's a more mature kid because he got he had to. Uh, sit out a year, and um, he's came back, man, bigger and stronger. And uh, he just loves, loves, loves to compete and um, has great, great technique. Um, Isaiah, man, he's, he's a fighter. You know, he, he loves to challenge guys, um, l- loves to make plays. Um, Keenan Ellis is a guy, um, you know, he's kind of like a true freshman because he had to sit out uh, last fall because he, he was sick. You know, so, so his first time really, really actually uh, getting a lot of reps was spring ball. Um, but, but he's a guy that that loves to challenge challenge receivers he's a guy that can run as well um and then uh Malik Moore um another guy who can run so i mean um the future is very very promising with those but those four young guys um all being freshmen and um you know it's, it's time to throw them in the mix i mean they got to learn sometime right right Good breakdown, thank you. Uh, one quick social media question for
0: you, Gennaro, from at t three. What is your favorite? I kind of hit a little bit. Uh, what is your favorite memory playing football for BYU?
3: Um, like I said, I, I think I think it was coming out of my red shirt um, and uh, my family being there at, at UNLV and just to just to get a chance to to see my first ever collegiate play, you know. Um, and then uh, my first interception, being the, being a true freshman playing at San Diego, San Diego State. With again my family being there, so they were they were able to see my my first collegiate play, um, and my first career interception. So um, that was just a, a great feeling, especially because my mom has so much uh, to do with me coming to school here. For her to be a part of of, of those two things um, it's just it just played played a big big role. Coach, thanks for coming in. Good to have you here tonight. Thanks, thanks a lot. It.
0: All right, we're back to wrap up. Welcome back to BYU Football with Kalani Sitake, presented in part by Smith's. Low prices, market fresh at Smith's. And that is our broadcast lineup on Saturday. Cougar pregame live on BYU Radio two hours before kickoff and one hour before kick on BYU TV. It's countdown to kickoff. Watch the game on the ABC, hear it on BYU Radio, then join us on BYU TV and BYU Radio for great postgame coverage. Kalani, in the last 30 seconds or so we have with you, you can lose a game, but you never want guys to lose belief. And I sense you've got a group that's going to hang together, band together, and, and keep things positive.
1: Yeah, this is a good group. They come from great families and uh, they, they love challenges. And so this is a, a great challenge in front of us. And uh, these guys haven't lost belief. Uh, you saw them come back from, uh, you know, 11 points and try to make it a game. These guys will play the entire 60 minutes and even more if there's an overtime. So uh, I love these guys. I it's it's love the way the leaders are taking control of this team. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun out in Madison. And uh, like I said, we got nothing to lose. So let all the let it all hang out and see what happens.
0: All right, we look forward to the weekend. Fans would like to join us here next week. Go to byucougarscom Satake show. Get your free seats, and we'll see you here next Tuesday at 8 o'clock Eastern, 6 Mountain. For Zane, for Gennaro, for the Coach Kalani. I'm Greg Rubel. This has been BYU Football with Kalani Satake live from Studio C. Good night.